Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Throughout our Lenten season this year, we have been focusing on the heart of Jesus. And today, on Monday, Thursday, we'll go back to that upper room on that evening with the disciples where Jesus instituted his supper. And before that supper ever came about, Jesus demonstrated in a very unique way his selfless heart for his disciples. Take a look with me at our text tonight, John 13, verses 12 to 17. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. This is the word of our Lord. I'm guessing that most of you recognize or have heard the phrase, pay it forward. You know the concept of that idea, right? When, when someone decides to do a selfless act, they help someone else without expecting anything in return, they might request only one thing, that that person then do something selfless for someone else. They might pay it forward. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been part of a, a pay-it-forward thing? It often happens in drive throughs right? Where someone will pay at the window for the person who is in line behind them, right? Any of you ever have that happen to you? A few people? All right, maybe you've taken part in that as well. Not too many years ago, I think it was about three years ago in Alabama, 125 consecutive cars paid for the meal of the person behind them. Isn't that incredible? That's the idea, though, of pay it forward, right? Somebody does something nice for you and you want to turn around and make sure that you give that same blessing to someone else. Jesus didn't use those words, did he, in the text for tonight for his disciples to pay it forward. But do you see the concept in what Jesus asked them to do? Now that you've seen what I've done for you, Jesus says, live with a selfless heart for others. That's what we want to focus on as we talk about these words from John's gospel tonight. We want to focus on the selfless heart of Jesus. Noting first that that selfless heart of Jesus loved us and continues to love us. And then secondly, that Jesus' love for us is what allows us, motivates us, strengthens us to love each other. Let's take a little journey back to that upper room a couple thousand years ago on that first Monday, Thursday. It's almost amazing to imagine, isn't it? Jesus with a towel wrapped around his waist, one by one washing the dirty feet of his disciples. Do you understand what I have done for you? Jesus simply asked them. With one simple selfless act, Jesus smashed all the pride in the hearts of his disciples. Do you remember that those disciples that got to see Jesus, that had their feet washed by their Lord and their teacher, 
were arguing not too long before this about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They were filled with pride. And with that one act, Jesus demonstrated to them that in his kingdom, it's all about selflessness. Jesus humbled himself. It's almost hard to imagine in our world today that someone in such a position as Jesus would stoop so low to do something like that for his disciples, to wash their feet. But you know that Jesus had an even greater service in mind. He was going to stoop even lower than simply washing his disciples' feet. Jesus wasn't only concerned about washing dusty feet, he wanted to wash their dirty souls. And not with water, but with his blood shed on the cross. Jesus had a much greater purpose in mind than simply demonstrating to his disciples a selfless love. He wanted to see them to see in him their sacrifice for every sin. Jesus tells his disciples, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so because that's what I am. But couldn't we add another title to Jesus as we watch these events unfold on Monday, Thursday evening? Doesn't Jesus earn the title of servant? And that's exactly what Jesus came to do, isn't it? He came with one purpose, one motivation, and that was to give his life as a ransom for many. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, he tells us that Jesus made himself low, he humbled himself, he took on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. That's how we see Jesus' love. That's where we see Jesus' selfless heart. He gave up the glory of eternity, of complete power as God, and came to this earth to take your place, to take my place. Jesus' love took him all the way to the cross. Yes, Paul goes on in that Philippians passage that he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And then we realize that Jesus didn't go to that cross because he had his own dirty sins to wash away. Not at all. Jesus was on that cross to wash away the stain of my sin and the stain of your sin. See, Jesus wasn't interested in washing only feet But his blood purifies us from all sin. Jesus was cleansing souls. And his selfless heart took him all the way to have nails driven into his hands and feet so that his blood could pay the price. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, truly purifies us from all sins. Maybe you remember the show that was on a few years back called Dirty Jobs. The host, Mike Rowe, would would find the the messiest, most disgusting jobs that he could find in the country and then he would dive right in, wouldn't he, and take part in those jobs and get all dirty and messy himself. I suppose it's a little bit strange to us to think about today, but in Jesus' day, washing feet had to be one of the dirtiest jobs that there could possibly be. You understand how. People in Jesus' day, as you know, wore sandals, right? And their streets were not paved, and so it didn't take long for feet to become dusty and dirty and smelly. And so when you arrived at someone's house, it was pretty customary for one of the household servants to wash feet, to cleanse people's feet. 
But here, on Monday, Thursday evening, it's Jesus, the teacher and Lord, who becomes the servant. It's Jesus who stoops low to wash the feet of his disciples. Yes, Jesus demonstrated his selfless heart by washing feet on that Monday, Thursday evening. But as we will see again tomorrow, Jesus had a much more, a much greater selfless act in store as he washed souls on the cross at Calvary. It's there that Jesus took on the dirtiest job of all, taking the stain and the stink of your sin and of mine and cleansing it, eliminating it in the blood that he shed on that cross. That's selfless love. That's our Savior Jesus' selfless heart, what beat in his chest for you and for me. And so Jesus says to his disciples, now that you know these things, I want you to do them. How can that selfless heart of Jesus, how can his selfless love for us not produce in us an attitude change? When we see the Savior of mankind, the Son of God, stooping so low to wash his disciples' feet, to take him all the way to a cross, that changes our attitudes and our hearts too. Jesus said to his disciples, now that I have washed your feet, wash each other's feet. Wash the feet of others. Serve like me, Jesus is saying. What does that mean? Jesus would say it this way, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, swallow our pride, right? Recognize the importance of every single person in need, every single soul, and be willing to give up whatever it is we think we need for the sake of other people. That's the selflessness that Jesus understood. It's the selflessness that he demonstrated. And then Jesus says this, you will be blessed if you do these things. It seems backwards, doesn't it? It seems backwards that I would give up what I want, what I need for the sake of somebody else and yet that's exactly what our Savior did and it's exactly what he motivates us to do. When we swallow our pride, when we are willing to go the extra mile, when we're willing to say to others, I forgive you, you're important, you matter to me. That's the selfless love that Jesus is speaking of. So how do we get there? How do we get to that selfless love? Well, it's not something that we can come to on our own, is it? It's only when we see first what Jesus has done for us, what it means that Jesus lives selflessly for us. When we remember not just what Jesus would do, but what Jesus has already done and the status that we have as his children redeemed, loved, heirs of eternal life, that's when we willingly serve others. If you think about it, we really have nothing to lose, do we, by serving others? Because we've already been called God's own. We've already been redeemed. We already have a life prepared for us with him forever in the joy of heaven. The Apostle Paul wrote these words to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 5. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We are free. Free from our sins because Jesus washed them all away in his blood. But it frees us to pay it forward. It frees us to love others as Jesus loved us. 
some quick takeaways from our Monday, Thursday devotion tonight. Number one, Jesus did the dirty work of cleansing us from sin to save us. The dirtiest of our sins are washed completely clean by our Savior on the cross as his blood purifies us from all sin. Number two, his love compels us to serve each other in the same way. When we see Jesus' selfless love for us, it's Jesus who will give us that selfless heart for others. Jesus ultimately tells his disciples to imitate him. Imitating Jesus is no small task, is it? Maybe it sounds simple in theory, but in practice it's really difficult. It's difficult to lay aside our own pride, what we want, in order to serve other people. But Jesus gives us the secret. And the secret is found in the strength that he alone can provide, in the selfless love that he demonstrated to us first. When we remember what Jesus has done, the love that he demonstrated, not just by washing disciples' feet, but by cleansing our souls, it's then that we are led to serve others in the same love that Jesus demonstrated to us. That concept of pay it forward, we have everything we could have ever wanted, everything that we need from Jesus. And Jesus says, go ahead and give to others. As we think about Jesus' selfless love, it leads us to live with that same selfless attitude for others. Let's go wash some feet. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, what a blessing that you were willing to give up all of the blessings of eternity, of complete power, your complete power, using that power as God, and stoop low to come to this earth to take our place. We know, Lord, that, that there's not anything about us that would lead you to come to this earth and take our place. And yet your love for us went all the way to a cross where you took nails for us and shed your blood for our sins. As we see your selflessness, both in washing the disciples' feet and dying on the cross for us, Lord, we know that we are forgiven, that we stand before you holy and loved and heirs of eternal life. We love, Lord, because you first loved us. Fill us with your love so that we in turn live selflessly for others. Open our eyes to the opportunities we have to serve those around us and give us a heart like yours so that we see the love that you have shown us and then demonstrate that in our lives to, with others. We pray all these things in the name of our Savior Jesus. Amen.